a lot of stuff. That was a dog door you just heard. That was <laughs> the very exuberant entrance of, of Franklin Where's there. Franklin? <laughs> he came flying in, and he's got the head the size of a bowling ball. He's a, he's a big headed boy. And then there's the squeaky toy back in the background. This is, this is just, you know, this is the everyday podcast. We're not oh, in the yeah. studio, we've got things going on. Hello, all you Canyon Brats out there. Welcome to episode number three. This episode is a little bit different. Instead of an adventure in the canyon, this is actually a adventure or rather misadventure in a sense uh, up in one of our other favorite playgrounds. I know, I know, not Grand Canyon. We still have huge canyon love and majority of these episodes will be about the canyon. But our other playground that I think everyone in Flagstaff really loves is the San Juan Mountains up in southwestern Colorado. It is about mm, five to seven hours, depending on where in the San Juans you want to go. And absolutely gorgeous, beautiful places, rugged terrain. Um, yeah, so this episode talks about not only our trip up a 14er, Mount Sneffels, but also something that happened on the way down from an alpine lake that was the miss part of misadventure or a little happening, a little, a little rough thing that happened. So thank you guys for listening as usual. This episode's a little bit topsy-turvy in the sense that it was the first one that we actually recorded and we didn't know what our name was gonna be. We didn't know if it was gonna be Mountain Monkeys or Canyon Brats or whatever we hadn't decided yet so it might sound a little wonky if you're listening to these in order speaking of our other episodes episode one and two about zoraster if you listened in either live or afterwards thank you again i hope you enjoyed us talking about that crazy crazy 22 hour day uh, summoning zoraster uh, if you have any other questions, comments about logistics, definitely hit us up, uh, especially on Instagram. Go ahead and, and comment or direct message us if you have any thoughts about going and doing Zoraster or the hike around it. Like, it's a great backpacking trip, even if you don't summit Zoraster. But again, thanks for listening to those. And thank you to those of you who have submitted summit beers. So if you want to give a summit beer for an episode and get a shout out, just throw a single dollar uh, our way, uh, Venmo it to Nick-Irvine8, and we will throw you on the air and we'll use that money to have a summit beer uh, or a podcast beer. So anyway, enough with the business. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. Episode number three, The San Juan Misadventure. Enjoy. So what is this podcast called? Uh, we actually don't have a name for the podcast yet. <laughs> I don't think. Um, but maybe it's going to be called Canyon Brats. Maybe it's going to be called Weekend Warrior. You shook your head at Weekend Warrior because no. there already is one. Oh, you just don't like it anyway. No, it's a little cliche. Yeah. I think we can do better. <clears throat> yeah, so to be determined. Yeah, I like Canyon Brats, but... We weren't in a canyon this weekend. Yeah, so it won't always be canyon stuff. Mm. Yeah, that's tough too. Could um, be confusing for our large audience. Yeah, so we'll think of a, a name. If anybody out there right now has a suggestion, <laughs> <laughs> we're not live, so by the time you uh, hear this. We probably still won't have a name, so we will still be accepting suggestions. <laughs> probably true. <laughs> yeah, and you probably would come up with a better one than we have so yeah so give it so it's our first contest <laughs> a listener uh contest for naming our podcast and what's the prize the prize is that you have named our podcast 
and a washer and dryer. <laughs> yeah, a washer brand and new dryer. washer and dryer. Dude. Can you give yours away? Uh, I, I really don't want to. They're pretty nice. Yeah. No, um, yeah, we'll see where that, where that goes. But yeah, this is the first, first episode of a podcast that is about, I don't know what, what's it going to be about? Besides um, giving away laundry equipment. <laughs> uh, outdoor adventures, in this case, outdoor mishaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's really, we'll just wait until, I mean, we go on a lot of trips that don't have necessarily crazy stories tied to them. I know? don't know if I would agree with that. Oh, yeah. I think we get ourselves into some pickles. <laughs> yes. Oh, now I'm imagining being inside of a pickle. <laughs> Eat you my way out. that. Nom, nom, nom. Uh, yeah, we do get into some pickles for sure and get ourselves out of it through struggles. So every single <laughs> adventure we go on is going to be I think we a have eventful trips. Yeah, you think we have eventful trips? Yeah. Me too. So, uh, yeah, let's start right off the beginning. Actually, I kind of wanted to start off from the beginning, <laughs> what I just said. Uh, what, are you drink what are you doing right now? You're taking a sip of something. Um, this deli ooh, delicious drink that I just concocted. Um, <laughs> what? You said concocted. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I am drinking um, a hazy little thing IPA mixed with um, the mystery beer that Nick brought over. <laughs> uh, the mystery beer, I thought it's just a blank can, a 16 ounce can, and usually what that meant is it was a dark beer, a stout. Uh, it, I poured it and no, it's some kind of sour. Lucky for me. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not drinking kind of. it. Well, you, you mixed a uh, hazy little thing, mm -hmm. which is by who? Sierra Nevada. This episode Wait. brought to you by <laughs> Sierra Nevada Brewing Company out of Chico, California. All right. You, <laughs> you mixed it with what? With the mystery beer mm. that is some type of sour. Yep. It's pretty good. You liking your, your little experiment over there? Yeah, what are you drinking? I am drinking a delicious honey wine, a.k.a. mead, by Drinking Horn Meadery, which is here in Flagstaff, Arizona. The, lo the, lovely, the lovely Evan <laughs> and Kelly. No, the lovely Kelly, the um, you know, humble Evan's Evan. Evan's all right. He's okay, yeah. <laughs> He's got youth on his side. <laughs> so we are drinking a bottle of... Well, we're drinking from a bottle of their mead. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely put their their uh, links, the link to their website where you can find out uh, where they are, what they're pouring, and how to get some. I'll put those in the show notes. Definitely like to support them. What? <laughs> the, show the show notes. The show notes. Yeah. No, I know. It's you just, have to. Have wow, show notes. like how this is just so official. Absolutely. That's how I roll. I'm very professional and official. Yeah. By the way, script right here. We are I scripted. Not even on. I can't say off topic. We are never on topic. <laughs> I haven't quite jumped on the train yet. Um, but I want to talk about what we're drinking. So yeah, I'm drinking some uh, prickly pear mead from Drinkhorn Meadery of Flagstaff, Arizona. And you are drinking your experiment of hazy and sour. And we're sitting around the table here. Uh, and we're going to discuss our recent adventure and it wasn't i mean it was our adventure but it was also another member's adventure <laughs> that we will get into but not quite yet um pretty soon and so that probably sounds really weird if you don't know <laughs> but it'll come to fruition in a another little bit member. so gear so let's talk about um some of the gear well before we talk about the gear that we did 
uh, that we used for this adventure. I want, I want to rewind to the time that we had before this. What was the trip we did before the San Juans? I don't know. Do, 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 I've been going by myself do, 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 do. a lot. Oh, no, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't very recent. And, the re and it's kind of mean. I'm bringing this up because you spaced out on a oh. lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gene. Um, yes, I forgot a tent. <laughs> yeah. Um, seems like a pretty important thing. A tent, not just for you, but for me too, like for everybody. Listen, everyone, I'm not even 5'2". I can sleep comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> Spilt the beer. All right. I'm so upset about this tent thing. <laughs> He's still mad at me. Uh, um, keep um, explaining, and I'm going to go clean this up real fast. Uh, I can sleep very comfortably in my car, so when I go on solo trips, a tent is not the first thing on my mind. How tall are you? A five, one and three quarters. <laughs> you know, when I was um, like 14, 15-ish, I would get sports physicals for cross country, you know, and they always told me I was five, two. And then one year I went in and they said, oh, you're five, one and three quarters. And I said, let me stand up a little straighter for you. <laughs> and I stood up as straight as I could. And they're like, yeah, you're five, one and three quarters. And I was like, help. no way. I've been five, two for the past several years. And they're like, oh, you're not. <laughs> Whatever. I must have shrunk. At the oh, that happens to all of us, but not right this early. Right age of 16. Yeah, not that early. <laughs> what was <laughs> That reminds me of... Uh, uh, someone we were talking to a while back, or a little while back, <clears throat> a uh, elderly woman who said uh, she's been falling a little bit, and she said, though, thank God the good Lord has been making her closer and closer to the ground. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. Um, yeah, you, uh, you forgot the tent, so we slept Great. in the car, which is fine. It was not the first time. In fact, during this trip, we slept in the car one night. We did. It was very cold. Yeah, usually cold is the is is the determining factor of sleeping inside of a car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I forgot some other things yeah, on that trip. Did. I think I forgot my puffy. Yeah. You forgot your puffy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was a throwback to you. Um. Yep. And I forgot headphones for a, a race that we were doing. I think that was it. Yeah. Not that bad. Uh, I don't think that was it, but that's we can stop <laughs> there. I remember there was quite a few things. Um, but yeah, so gear is essential. So this weekend, this past weekend, was a, a Colorado trip. We drove to the San Juan Mountains, which is a playground for Flagstaff. Uh, it is basically our, at least to me it is, it's our, yeah, it's our, our backyard, um, our big mountain backyard. We've got our own little mountains here, but those are the big ones uh, that we can mm -hmm. escape to within how long? I mean, a weekend I didn't have to take work off. That's, that's a change from moving from Tucson. It went from being a, gosh, eight-hour, nine-hour drive. More than that. Nine-hour drive to a five-and-a-half-hour drive. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, depending on where in the San Juan's you're going. But, yeah, about five or six hours um, to get to some beautiful mountains. So uh, why, did, why did we end up going there? Um... It was just another one of my brilliant ideas, <laughs> obviously. Uh, not being sarcastic. No, no. I, no, that I've was gone a, that to was the San Juans um, three, three times this summer, and the last time it was starting to get a little brisk and chilly, so I thought, 
We need to do one more trip before winter really comes. Um, one more trip where we can still semi-comfortably camp, um, get into some higher altitudes without facing snow and bad weather. Um, and I want to see the fall colors. Uh, we have them here at home too, but I was just being a little brat and wanted to see better ones. Yeah, it's way different to fall colors there. It is, yeah. When we hit it, we hit it spot on. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think, I think yeah, we hit it. What do they call it? The peak. We hit the peak of peak most leaf of it. peeping. We'll say that. No ten pumpkin times spice fast. lattes were had. Uh, <laughs> you may not have, but I snuck a couple. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no. Are you against pumpkin spice lattes? I or pumpkin spice no, coffees or whatever. No, pumpkin things I like. Pumpkin yeah. spice lattes I don't think I care for. No. I, I mean, it doesn't had one since me. college, but I didn't like it. I think the last pumpkin spice latte I tried was in college. There was this coffee place on campus, University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana, that had $2 lattes any size on Wednesdays. So I'd get one every week. And so fall season rolled around. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try one of these pumpkin spice lattes that everyone is posting on Facebook every single day. So I got one, and it was awful. And then I had to go to class sans coffee and... You didn't even one. just chug it down anyway? No. Oh, no. that's that's terrible. I would just, I don't care how bad the coffee is. You didn't except, drink that last time. No, we'll, we'll talk about that one. We'll talk about that one. That one should have been in the notes yeah. right there. That was a big part of this weekend. Um, but 99 <laughs> times out of 100, I'll go ahead and just choke down the coffee because you got to have it. I mean, I was a teacher for nine years. It, it, coffee is our life. Um but you didn't, yeah, you didn't do it. And you haven't had one since then? I don't think so. I don't know. I have an awful hmm. memory, so maybe. I'm acting surprised, but I don't know if I've ever had one. <laughs> like, I'm sure I do have. you want to go get one tomorrow? No, I kind of want one. Um, yes, let's do that. <laughs> and then uh, we'll report back. <clears throat> Stay tuned. The, yeah, for this exciting next chapter. <laughs> I know you're on the edge of your seat. We've now got a part two. <laughs> the edge of your seat as I scoot forward. Um, <laughs> Why were we talking about pumpkin spice lattes? Fall, fall oh, colors. That's right. Yep. So we went to the San Juans because like you said, your, your brilliant idea uh, was we can get one more non-winter trip to mm -hmm. the San Juans. Now I heard you say bad weather and we can rewind. Okay. Um, some people do think it's bad weather, but I definitely think the San Juans in the winter are glorious and you can have an amazing time. So this isn't the yeah, yeah. end of San Juan season, or, or San Juan, the, it goes into the winter for, for sure for yeah, me yeah. too. And we're already talking about trips, you know, plans of going in the winter for snowboarding and backcountry skiing. Yeah, totally. One of us has lived in the desert for the last seven years, so <laughs> Ooh, winter is scary. Um, this is the last cheap, San Juan trip where we didn't necessarily have to get a hotel, although we did. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the colors, like I said, hit, hit it perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, if you guys live anywhere near the San Juans... Um, like, go right now, because you're going to miss it. <laughs> go. No, if you go right now, it's probably midwinter by the time this gets released. <laughs> <laughs> but it's October. It's first week of October is when we went, right? First weekend mm -hmm. of October? Yeah. Was it? I think it was. And yeah, it was gorgeous. Uh, so we wanted to do that. Um, and so in that, I think you were also, I mean, it's your brilliant idea as usual. And it was another brilliant idea. I think you were the one that brought up Snuffles. Yeah, I had um, 
one hike in mind for the weekend, which was Lake, because um, not this oh, past right. time that I was in the San Juans for Imogene, but the time before that, I went out with my pup, Chloe, and we were at a brewery, um, started chatting with a real nice couple, um, Debbie and Charlie, yeah. and they, I was going to go hike Blue Lakes the following day, and they were like, ah, don't go to Blue Lakes, you should go to Lake. It's amazing. Um, but I did my own thing anyways, because when I have a plan, I like to stick to it. Um, but I looked up Lake, and it did look incredible, and they said it was much less crowded. Should I not be giving away the name of the lake? Are other people going to go and now... I'll leave it to my, to my thoughts later when I edit, but I think it's fine. I mean, it's really hard to get to. Yeah. And it wasn't an easy... No one's going to listen to this. It's fine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We're not being those Instagram killers. Are we? Oh, no. No. When we talk about all this, it's going to be... That's going to be a thing. So... <laughs> <laughs> unnamed lake. No. Uh, anyways, this beautiful alpine lake that I wanted to hike to. Um, so that was just, you know, a one eight-mile hike. My second idea was doing a 14er. Um, so we decided on Snuffles, which is uh, kind of, I think, the closest driving-wise. The closest 14er? To us, yeah. There. There's a couple. 14. Yeah. I mean, um, Handies. Handies, yeah. I, I felt like that was further east, but it's really not. Um, yeah. So we decided on Snuffles. Seemed dog-friendly enough. <laughs> Snuffles, by the way, you keep hearing this word Snuffles. That's the, it's called Mount Snuffles. It's the name of a 14,000. Oh, and what a 14er is. we got to explain that. Some people might not know. Sure. So a 14er is? A mountain that, that is, is higher than 14. <laughs> oh, wait. I thousand. messed that up. <laughs> feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In this case, 14,158 feet. Um, I, it's, you know, that's that's all good and dandy but you, you need no prominence as well you know we drove up to 10,000 feet mm. in the car and got out so there's all different types of 14ers sure. there's some that are technical where you need like either really good rock climbing skills or even ropes which this one had we'll talk about that later but had a little section um, so we threw all the gear <laughs> let's go back oh and the way my mind works I should add is you know you we looked up <laughs> looked up the two hikes um, like I mentioned Lake is about eight miles round trip Snuffles is listed as uh, I think 5.3 miles round trip um, I didn't do a whole lot of research um, but that to me sounded like a 13 mile day which is kind of nothing for us so I thought let's go ahead and do them in the same day <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was in agreement. I knew, you know, I was like, oh, this is going to be tough, but it's totally doable. So we thought we were going to do it in a day. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> Didn't pan out. No. Alas, Snuffles was a little more involved. A little bit of a, a beast. Yeah. 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 Not, and, not a beast. That's maybe a little That happens with us all dramatic. the time, though. We're always like, let's do this, <sighs> like, all in one go, and then, yeah. We'll never learn. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, wisdom comes with age, so you might learn a little bit, <laughs> like I have. So gear was simple. Uh, hiking a 14er, what would you what would you suggest bringing? Well, let's talk about the hike first, and then let's talk about if there is anything that we would have liked to have had. Sure. If there is anything. Hmm. So we get to what's what's the town that we start out at? Ure. Ure, yep. And we actually, what's kind of cool is a couple weeks ago we did the Imogene. I'm a Jean pass run, mm -hmm. and to get to the Sneffels trailhead, 
you drive that race course. Mm -hmm. Not the whole thing, obviously, but you, you start off in your A, you drive up um, what becomes Imogene Pass, but you actually veer off a little before that and you go into Tommy Boy Basin. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, it was just kind of interesting to be driving what we ran a couple weeks ago with thousands of people, mm -hmm. with over a thousand people. Gosh, I feel like I was thinking about that uh, much less than how beautiful it was um, going out. The fall colors on that road were incredible. Yeah, the first like quarter or maybe even half Yeah, was just it was amazing. Blown up aspens. I can't believe I didn't drive the car off the side of the cliff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm driving next time. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous um, aspens on the on the way up through those through the canyon. I forget what that. There's Mill Creek, but I think there, there's Imogene Creek, Mill Creek. I, f I forget what that first one is down there. There's something Gulch, but drove up that road. Uh, started getting a little rugged. So we pulled mm -hmm. off a little bit shorter than a lot of the big Jeeps and trucks. There's a lot of big pick -em up trucks and big old, like, remember the tires on that one Jeep that was like, yeah. that was like three times as big as Chloe when yeah. she walked by? Yeah, my baby RAV4 wasn't going to make it. No, <laughs> you know, not, yeah, that's how it, how it is. We got free hiking miles. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so pulled off, hiked up, and we pretty soon hit a bunch of scree. Uh, which is a bunch of like rocks, rock real slide. Real loose, kinda, yeah. Yeah, real loose stuff. Um, there is the Blue Lakes Trail that mm -hmm. we went towards, but then you can either go to the Blue Lakes Blue Lakes Pass. Pass, yeah. But if you... Drop down on the other side to Blue Lakes. And that yeah. would, yep, that would be over the pass, mm -hmm. drop down to Blue Lakes. Uh, but you get to a certain spot and there's a turnoff that basically... You're looking the whole time up at this, up at Sneffels and, and all the little peaks around Sneffels and thinking, at least I was thinking, holy crap, like that's super steep. How are we going to get up there? I don't know if super you're... steep. And every time we um, saw a trail sign, it was like 0.7 miles. <laughs> yeah, we get to one point and it said it's less than a mile and you look up there like, no Gosh, way. it must have taken us like an hour to hike that last 0.7 miles, probably longer. Longer than that, Longer, I think. yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you make this right turn and you're just going straight up this ramp of loose, it, it's kind of funny, there's like real loose dirt as one option mm -hmm. or a boulder field. Or like a boulder field, mm -hmm. yeah. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say boulders. I mean, well, small they were like, boulders. They're like. Toaster sized oh, boulders. This, I think. Oh. Keep hearing that? No. Oh. I think it's something outside. Oh, outside. Okay, I'm bugging out to noises here. <laughs> so yeah, they're like baby heads. Um, yeah. Up to the size of. I think that's such a fucked up like. <laughs> term. <laughs> analogy. Baby heads. Metaphor. Yeah. yeah. It's just always been used. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, up to the size of like microwave size, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. Oh. So I thought that was a lot easier to walk on. That uh, the loose little pebbles I was just slipping over and over on the way up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were having a tough time. I, I, think, was. I think you need your shoes. <sighs> yeah, probably. Chloe, um, on the other hand, is cruising oh, up. Oh, by the way, we had your dog with us. Yeah. Duh. A little bug. We got all about her. Yeah, so uh, Chloe, what is that noise? Let's pause for break. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, and we're back. 
Uh, yeah, we had uh, Instagram is Chloe Bug. Chloe dot Bug dot Outdoors. Whoa. <laughs> Chloe dot Bug dot Outdoors. <laughs> Otherwise yep. known as Chloe Bug, Bug, Tinky Winky, Tink Tink. <laughs> I've never heard. Isn't Tinky Winky the name of a. <laughs> no, a, that's. Um, a, one of those little characters, the little fluffy bear things. <laughs> oh, the. Um, Teletubbies. We Teletubbies, were, yeah. We were singing that last night, and by we, I mean me. Yeah, not me. <laughs> um, yeah, Chloe. Tink, tink. <laughs> Little bug. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, go follow her. Crow bug outdoors. <laughs> and she was with us, of course. And uh, ready to go tackle her, not even her first 14er. Yeah, her second. Um, Quandary Peak in Breckenridge was her first, and she crushed it. Yeah. Did she only do that once? Because you did it a couple times. Yeah, I've done it a few times. She only did it once. Yeah, um, only. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so well. she was with us. What were we going to say about Chloe going up? Oh, she was just cruising. Um, cool. yeah. Found a couple faster groups to hike with because we were <laughs> going too slow. Um, oh, yeah, she's yeah, always she's doing joining great. Other, other groups. Well, she has four-wheel drive. Yep. You know, dogs, they have that advantage. They have four-wheel drive. I'm going to open up some more of this delicious... Drinking Horn Meadery Mead in Flagstaff, Arizona. <laughs> uh, a drink that takes you back to simpler times. DrinkingHornMeadery.com. <laughs> You're welcome, Evan. <laughs> oh, cool little flip-top caps. All right, so we make that turn. We start heading straight up this scree field full of, we won't call them baby heads anymore, but about that size, human heads. Well, no, that's not any better. <laughs> not any better. That's a little better. I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah. So, um, slip and sliding. We weren't the only ones. We weren't the only ones there. How many people did you say we went up with? Uh, so up? Ten. Ten, yeah. About Less than maybe a dozen, five yeah. groups of two-ish. I got to the top. There was a couple of other, like, hesitant kind of uh, groups. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got ignored. I was trying to be friendly and nice, but... Um, People didn't like Nick's dad jokes this weekend. No, they weren't even dad jokes. They were more like dad conversations. <laughs> like, okay, so, all right, listen up. Listen here, audience. I'm going to explain this. I get to, we get to this point where it's, it's kind of, what is it? Like a, like a... Like a saddle. Is yeah, a saddle right before the end. Mm-hmm. Although that last part took a while. And the um, final push, yeah. Yeah, so we get to this spot where it's kind of a break, a good break, and there is a group of... Four girls, four or five, uh, four. I was gonna say three, 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 three or four. four girls, and they've got helmets on and they're like there, and you can tell they're like hesitant. And so I was like, "Hey, you guys, on your way up or down?" And they're like, "Oh, I don't know, up maybe." And the other girls like, "Oh, we are gonna do it." And so, <laughs> me, what I like to do is encourage people. <laughs> and so, we got ourselves kind of ready to do it, and I was like, "All right, let's do this. Yeah, come on." <laughs> And just silence. They were just, I was that weird guy that was, yeah. And so I just head down, turned around, and started heading up the hill. But maybe I had an influence. They ended up going up at least to the, almost to the top. I bet they did that on their own. But yeah, maybe. Well, of course they did it on their own. But okay. So, hey, yes. you know, being a woman can be a little rough. A lot of men try to talk to you, and it's unwanted. I know you're adorable. I would love it if you just talked to me on some random mountain, but, you know. Well, it wasn't the first time that happened that weekend, so. Um, I think it was the first, but not the last. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Definitely not the last. 
<laughs> so we get to this little break spot, and it, it actually gets, it didn't get, did it get steeper right there? I don't think it got steeper, but it got harder. Maybe the elevation right there. I don't know. That last part was, was slow going. No, you're staring <laughs> off like. I'm no, I don't know if I would agree. I think that. Um, don't agree. This isn't. I think my green. lungs felt fine. Um, I think it was a little nerve wracking because there, all of a sudden, there were a ton of people. I feel like on yeah. our way up, we saw a couple people here and there, but I felt like we were alone for most of the hike up. Um, that spot just was a bottleneck of people going, most people going up, a couple groups going down. Um, so it was nerve wracking to have all of those big rocks um, that you could potentially let loose. Yeah. Um, and Bug was going so much faster than us that she would get a little ahead of us and get kind of restless and she would start traversing and kind of running around. Um, so one of us more than the other was nervous <laughs> that she was going <laughs> to knock rocks down on, on people below us or on us. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably why we were being a little cautious and a little slow. Um, You're absolutely right. Yeah, it was a bottleneck. We well, we kind of we got to that spot, to that rest kind of point, and a couple of others caught up to us by then, and there was a couple coming down, and yeah, we were, but we started off first on the way up, and then everyone else kind of came behind us. There was a lot of people below us, mm -hmm. and that 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 makes me nervous. It does because I don't want to be the person to to knock a rock down, and and hurt someone. Mm -hmm. you know, I've already done that, so I, you know, I, I broke someone's wrist. I mean, I, it wasn't me, but like I knocked a rock off at this climbing area, and there was someone down on the bottom of the cliff, and it hit her in the wrist and actually fractured her wrist. So that's kind of always in my mind, and yeah, and sometimes I become a little anxious about situations. So, uh, but yeah, there were a lot of rocks in that area specifically that felt like they could have come down. Mm -hmm. So then we get up to the one, um, I guess you can call it technical move, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Class four, uh, class three. No, class, low class three move, but high, expo high consequence. Yeah. Yeah, the move wasn't hard. Oh, no, it was great. But, um, but having oh, no, it, oh, I no let, it was great. It was. I would do it a million <laughs> times. Um, I wouldn't shove Chloe up there a million times. That was the nerve-wracking part for me, yeah. Yep, that's the difference. We had a dog with us. A couple of other people had dogs. We didn't see any. The, the one late, the one girl probably had her dog up there, the one mm -hmm. coming down, but um, yeah, so sorry. I kind of interrupted, but so no, um, yeah. What's it explained in the in the book or in the guide? As? I didn't read anything. Oh. <laughs> so okay. yeah, I guess we didn't. The, the whole point maybe that Nick was trying to make about gear and preparation was that I didn't do any. I threw my bin in the car and I didn't do any research on these oh, hikes. Oh, that's great. So I think that the move was described as a V. Yep, a, um, a V-notch. Yep, a V-notch. And so um, really good handholds, good feet. It, for humans, <laughs> it was fine. Uh, for a doggo that doesn't have opposable thumbs, is obviously a little rough. So um, I went first and kind of got halfway up into the V, got like a steady stance with my feet, and then Nick uh, kind of handed Chloe up, right? Is that what, oh, yeah. what you did? Yeah, I picked, her up. picked her up. I made sure my left foot like went out solid on this one kind of like, really the only place, the boulder you can put your left foot, 
which was kind of important, like to, to stabilize mm -hmm. and lifted her up into the V notch to you. And then from that point you got her, it's, there's always something about a dog that when you go above their head and grab the collar, I think their mind kind of changes to a little bit more of a trust thing. It's just something I've always known. Maybe mm -hmm. someone out there listening agrees or, or maybe no one knows what I'm talking about, but I've always thought when you go and you get above their head mm. and pull like a little bit, like most of the dogs I've been around instantly will be like, okay, let's, you know, you, yeah. you got me and we're going to do this. So, so you got her. Chloe's a little used to it, I think. She's um, awesome with that yeah. in, in that sense. She doesn't struggle, she doesn't flail. That can make it impossible. I would never want to take a dog on that if they were that kind of a dog. You can tell she gets a little nervous here and there, mm -hmm. but um, she gets through it. So yeah, we got her up. Um, little cutie. It's, uh, I just want to kind of take a little more time and talk about like how how like good she is with those situations. Because yeah. we've done it in Sedona a couple times. I remember that one hike over to the Hogs. We went up that notch and she's just, she, she gets nervous and she looks like she's nervous, but she trusts us. Yeah. Like oh, I remember says, that spot. Yeah. 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 She, she like, she'll be like, she'll duck her head down kind of, but then she'll walk towards you. She knows she's like, okay, we're going to do this. And like, that's not like a lot of other dogs. <laughs> other dogs would be like running the other way and, mm -hmm. be like, and you could never get a hold of them and get them over there. So I just want, yeah. and it's kind of cute nervousness. Like if you try to get her to do something on her own, um, like she doesn't like jumping down off of um, kind of steep stuff um, and she'll kind of like smile and wag her little tail and turn around and walk in a circle like she doesn't want to do it but yeah she'll let you let you help her we could just praise Chloe all day she's a yeah. perfect angel this is called the Chloe podcast that's what it's gonna be called <laughs> the bug podcast no but it is not something I would suggest for people to do like you just have to know your dog. Also, yeah. Chloe's a perfect size. She's 50 pounds. So um, Franklin would have been a little more difficult She's to hoist up there. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. We're about 37 and a half minutes in. <laughs> we the haven't podcast. even the good stuff. We, um, we haven't. But we'll take this time to uh, take a little break, fill up some mead, and uh, come right back. <laughs> so we were talking about getting to the top of Snuffles. There's a technical move just... I don't know, like two minutes from the top? Yeah, a few minutes. Yeah, not long. I mean, you can see the top once you do this technical move. Uh, so I lifted Chloe up to you. You pulled her up. Uh, <laughs> I followed up once. <laughs> I'm just remembering like a funny story at the top. Oh. I thought we were kind of almost done with this, this part of the trip, but we oh. met some characters mm. on the summit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we did that move. We got to the top, and then um, there was there was a guy, a girl, and another guy up there. When we when we got up there, right? I think just the couple, the German couple. Oh, the other kid hadn't got. He got there right when we did too. Mm. Then they actually passed us on the on the hike up, kind of. Not many people pass us, but <laughs> they kind of passed us because we were looking at a sign. Um, but they took the, the different routes. They yeah. went up um, Blue Lakes Pass um, and kind of did what is probably the more fun approach of Snuffles, Absolutely. which we for sure would have done had we not had the bug with us. Yeah. Um, it would have been real difficult for a dog. It would have been 
that V-notch move over and over and no, over. Don't, don't take a dog up the ridge of Sneffels. Yeah. I haven't done it, but but knowing what it's about, I, would, I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't take a dog. Um, if you don't have a dog, do it, because I think that the... Um, the hike itself sounds more enjoyable. It's just kind of fun scrambling, nothing too outrageous, nothing too scary. Um, and I think you avoid a lot of that scree field that we had to deal with. Yeah, yeah, a lot more solid rock, supposedly. Mm -hmm. So those two guys came up, went up that way. We went up the standard route. We met at about the same time, pretty much exactly the same time. At the top of Sneffels, there was a German couple there. And <laughs> do you want to... Explain. With the guy? Yeah. yeah. No, you do it. I think that you no. do a better impression oh. of him. <laughs> oh, I do an impression. <laughs> I don't know. Here, everybody. Impressions of everyone. Um, yeah, so we get to the top, and uh, one of the guys from that from that group, Sarah, is like, hey, hello again. He's like, hey. And so we are taking in the views, and his partner comes up the ridge the last little bit, and he's like, oh, cool, hey. And... His partner says, "How's my face doing?" <laughs> and I thought, and he had a bunch, of, he had a bunch of sunscreen on his face, and I thought that was what he was talking about, but he wasn't. Um, so I had to bring that up. But his lip was was cut. He had some blood on like his, his lip. His chin. His chin. It was well, like a, I would say a dime. If we're if we're being generous to this kid, it was like a nickel size boo boo on his chin. <laughs> Well, you just went right in there for the kidney shot, didn't you? I say boo-boo because it wasn't bleeding. It was, just, it was a scrape. It wasn't actively bleeding. It was scrape. a cut. Yeah. Yeah, a cut on his face <laughs> and on his chin. And uh, so, chin, chin. yeah, he said, uh, yeah, a rock was coming down, and I looked up when someone said rock, and it hit me in the face. It's like, oh, that sucks. And so... The German guy that was there asked him if he needed anything because he had a first aid kit. Hey, man, you need you need something for that? You know, we have a little bit of first aid. And he's like, No, I think I'm alright. <laughs> he said, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a medical center when I get down <laughs> and go into a medical center. First of all, who says medical center? Yeah. Uh, or medical facility. I think it was a facility. Or I center? think it was center. Yeah, medical center. I think center. we were saying facility because it's like slightly more normal. Yeah. And so <laughs> it caught us both. We, and this is, by the way, this is the judgment part of the podcast where we judge people, like. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it wasn't. It was, it was a cut. It was a little cut on his And his buddy was like, time. you know, man, I think he just like maybe needs some Neosporin. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm just going to find a metal, medical center and we get back into yeah. it. Yeah, and, and the, I think it was either his friend or the German guy said, um, yeah, I don't think you need stitches or anything. <laughs> so but Ooh, it, so I don't want to downplay on. how dangerous rock fall can be. Yeah, totally. Rockfall, I've, I've been involved in, in a near accident with rock fall. I also had the one that I, you know, like I said before, broke someone's wrist. But uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of amusing, um, the, the extravagancy of, of the little cut. So, judgment over. Yeah, judgment over. So it's a beautiful view, right? Mm -hmm. We can look down towards the west and see Blue Lakes, all three of them. Mm -hmm. There's lower, not so lower, and upper. Yeah. Um, gosh, is it the the middle one? I think is the big one. Um, is that right? I'd have to look back at pictures. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I 
I hiked there myself. I feel like I should remember. I do think it's either lower or middle is kind of the big one, the really beautiful one. You go up a little higher and get some smaller ones. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, Stayed up there, had a beer, took some pictures. Maybe got the little sign, Mount Sneffels, 14,150. Did it say 158? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in the first group. <laughs> it wasn't wrong. <laughs> in the, well, I was thinking it said 150, but. Uh-uh. Um, in the first picture, the first group picture that we had taken of us, uh, you were holding the sign. <laughs> oh, upside down, yeah. Upside down. Whoops. That was awesome. <laughs> and so then we headed back down, uh, did the V-notch move again, lowered Chloe. Uh, it's it's definitely no joke. Like you've got to pay attention on that, both the ascent and the descent. And then went down, 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 just down, down, baby. Oh, dude. Well, I didn't know the second line, but you did. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa rye. Light it up and take a puff. That song is always on my mind when I'm going down hikes, like steep hikes. And also, I always get stuck in my head, Roots Rock Reggae, for some reason. I used to always when I was landscaping. Uh, Bob Marley. No, Root, but I mean like singing. Roots Rock Reggae. Roots Why rock, is that get stuck now. in your head? Because there's roots and rocks. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> when I was landscaping and building ponds in New Jersey, I would dig these giant holes for the ponds. And there's always roots and rocks, and I'd always get that in my head. So, wow. Cool, cool story. Why'd those girls like ignore me again? <laughs> Uh, yeah, went down, snuffles. All right, snuffles done, right? Done. Boom. Sweet. Uh, so we got, <laughs> I, we knew very quickly that we weren't going to do column by nine. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, on the way up, I think we knew. <laughs> yeah, it was Take just taking too time. long, too much to do both snuffles and columbine uh, in one go. So we went, we got down, we, uh, well, we, we stopped at a little waterfall, took some pictures. Mm -hmm. We went down and the sun was really beautiful. Took some shots of the, cause the, the just golden aspens, just yellow, golden, a lot like your shirt right now. Yeah. Mustard, some might say. <laughs> <laughs> um, took some bit photos and then I we had- I could go for a corn dog actually. Oh yeah? Kinda. Right, we'll be right back after this corn dog break. <laughs> Corn dogs, Jackie. Corn dogs for all these people. All right, we're back after the corn dog break. <laughs> um, we were talking about going down and hitting uh, the, the beautiful aspens, taking pictures. We were right near the town of uh, Silverton. Or no, we came down Ure, but we drove down to Silverton where we were going to stay. We actually treated ourselves, got a, an Airbnb. It was an Airbnb. It was, from the site Airbnb, but it wasn't really an Airbnb. It wasn't no, it was a, a hotel. It was a hotel. A lot of folks do that now. Oh, really? You got to compete, you know? Folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so on this Airbnb slash hotel, that was really cool. And I want to talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that before we get into, we haven't even really gotten into the meat of the conversation. It's 47 minutes <laughs> in. Um, the, the hotel we stayed at was called the, the Avon. Mm -hmm. And it was an old 1904 it was made in night or it was built in 19 or open maybe in 1904. That's crazy. That's yeah. a long, long time ago. And the ceilings were original yep. 10, from 1904. Yep. I thought it was 1906. Uh, maybe Doesn't it was matter. 1906. <laughs> Probably was. It was 1904. I think it was 1906. 1904. <laughs> Google it. Google it. All right. Um, and 
most exciting thing about the Avon Hotel. Can I say it? I don't know. Can you? <laughs> may I say it? Yes, you may. Oh, <laughs> um, it, it was formerly a brothel. Hey, <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, because Silverton's a mining town. All those miners spend yeah. like days and days and days with dudes in dark holes. And the most interesting thing we learned, I think, that I learned from, I think, another guest in the hotel the morning we were checking out was that um, there are like passageways, underground mm. tunnels or passageways all throughout the town of Silverton. So cool. Yeah, and one led um, directly to the basement of the Avon. Yeah. Um, the brothel. Yeah, the brothel. From the bank, he said. Sure, yeah, so men could, sure. no, I believe you, I just don't remember that detail. <laughs> no, I, okay, I remember they like, I got to go do some banking. Yeah. And so they go in the bank for like four hours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come out with a big smile on their face. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was super interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Avon definitely suggests that. There's, I think, probably about 12 rooms. Some of, excuse me, some of them are private rooms. And some of them are dorm, uh, kind of bunk hostel style. Yeah, I wasn't stoked about that when we walked in and you uh, mentioned that we were going to be sharing a bathroom with other people. <laughs> but I changed my mind real quickly. The bathrooms were so clean. They were They had really nice lotion and shampoo and conditioner. Uh, I was impressed. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, highly recommend Avon. Right in the beginning of town. Silverton's a great town. It's very small. Um, it was definitely dead at this time of year, but during the winter and then during the summer, during the summer especially, it's it's hopping. Uh, they have crazy bands that come in. Uh, Casey confirmed that when him and his dad were there doing their ski tour, they had a band in, and they said they couldn't even hardly move in the place. And you you mean the Avon, not the Avon. Silverton in general? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it gets pretty rowdy there. Kind of happy it didn't. Um, yeah, during our stay because one of us went to bed at like 8 15 so yeah, we weren't raging not chloe <laughs> yeah well then we got woken up by the by the raging uh kiwis the uh <laughs> the Austra or, uh, new zealanders and so I, w I came into the bathroom the next morning they so they were i mean they were having a good time that's what you do sure yeah. they're fine have a good time you drink you, you laugh um the the door and and the walls are very oh they're, they're super thin yeah you're not gonna you're gonna hear everything yeah. um and so I, I just want to tell this little story i went into the bathroom the next morning and was uh like brushing my teeth and, and this guy came in one of the kiwis came in and he said something to me and i don't know what the heck he said like this was a deep accent i can understand australians and, and new zealanders and stuff usually but this guy had a deep accent and then I was like, huh? And he said it again. I swear he said, I have a farm pig something something. And I even said to him, I go, a farm pig? <laughs> and he's like, a farming, a farming headache. <laughs> so I guess that's like a phrase, like a farming headache or a farming headache. And I thought he said farm pig. Um, so anyway, they had uh, some farming headaches from, from partying there. But Avon was cool. And uh, then we went to Avalanche, uh, grabbed some food and some beer. Avalanche is in the midst of uh, creating their new space right in downtown, a lot bigger. As they say, we are finally moving to a concrete street. <laughs> and so that's awesome. Can't moving wait for Avalanche. Yeah, can't wait for Avalanche to open up. 
uh, Austin and Casey own that, and they're um, super, super great, nice people. So if you go to Silverton, go to Avalanche Brewing Company. If you get a chance to go somewhat soon, they will still be serving out of this cute little ski shack kind of place. But when you go there, you can tell like they need to get a bigger space. It's just, yeah, it's packed. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's packed. It's small. It just gets really packed. So. All right, so we woke Sunday. up. Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> uh, big day Sunday. Sunday was a big day. How little did we know. We wake up from the Avon. Um, we, we go to check out, and we're headed to? Columbine Lake. Yeah, beautiful, gorgeous. All these lakes in the sand, not all of them, but a lot of them in the San Juans are this beautiful, gorgeous, like turquoise blue. Mm -hmm. So this is one of them. But this is one you got to earn. The hike was definitely steeper than I expected. Again, I did uh, next to nothing research on this. Um, so I didn't know what the elevation gain was. And it was kind of tiring on the way up. It was, it was, it was up, up, up. Super like steep right off the bat. Yeah. The first, what would you say, that's a quarter of the hike? Or maybe yeah, quarter. Yeah, I would a say at least a, a mile, super steep. Um, and then up the rest of the way. It didn't really let up until um, basically that last mile. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but beautiful. Had some fall colors right off the bat. And then we eventually got out of the tree line and we're in this big, wide open basin. Um, so it was also beautiful. Um, yeah. Could imagine it with like wildflowers in the summer. Um, so I don't know if I should say this right now, not to spoil anything, but normally I would keep Chloe on her leash um, for hikes. Uh, in Colorado, um, in Flagstaff, places where there are deer and elk that she loves to chase and has chased many a time. But out here, we're in this huge basin. You could, I mean, you could see for a mile, yeah. as far as I can see in every direction. Um, definitely no herds of deer or elk out there. Um, a decent number of people and dogs on the trail. So I wasn't worried, had her off the leash the whole hike. Yeah. Just so to get throw to, that yeah. in there. <laughs> so we get to important. <laughs> we get to Columbine Lake. It's absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. Uh, you, you, this first little peak of it, um, the flatness, you get this, you kind of go over this horizon. Um, and just the blue is the first thing that knocked me back. I was like, wow, okay, I've seen the blue. I've seen ice lakes. I've seen those. Like this super blue. Mm hmm. And big. It was a lot bigger than I expected. Yeah, yeah. We had been to Hope Lake um, after Imogene. Beautiful lake, too, but it's little. Um, Columbine's big. Yeah, yeah, it's almost got kind of three sections to it. The center, and there's some off to the left and some off to the right. Mm -hmm. Real blue. Uh, the Kiwis were behind us. <laughs> they caught back up to us. <laughs> um, actually, no one, some people left, and we were by ourselves, which was instigation for me to... <laughs> Um, hit the reset button, as I like to call it. I call it hitting the reset button when you go into cold water, cold, cold water. This, this is a lake that's at 13,000 feet. And it was like maybe in the 50s out, outside? Yeah, not super warm outside. No. The sun was all right, but yeah, so uh, stripped down to, well, nothing but a smile. <laughs> <laughs> and got in and uh, got out and then got back in and got back out. That second time was really, really cold. It was beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful lake. So yeah, did our thing, took our pictures uh, that we needed to take, and you know, hung out. Had our snacks. Had our snacks. Oh yeah. Beautiful snack day. 
Yeah, really, really nice day. Mm -hmm. Super clear, uh, no worry about clouds or anything like that. And then uh, headed back down um, after a little bit and cruising across the the treeless the the treeless big meadows. And there was a group, um, those three people that we had met right when we got to the lake. I chatted with them for a bit while you were off taking pictures. Um, they had a little puppy, really really cute pup. Yeah. Um, so they were right in front of us hiking out. So Chloe was um, ahead of us a little bit, just kind of playing with the pup and running along on the trail, um, kind of in between us and this group just ahead of us. <laughs> Are we getting into it? <laughs> this yeah. is the time. Um, so there was a spot just off the trail. How far would you say off the trail? Like 100 feet? No, less oh, less than yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, 50, 50, 50 feet. feet off the trail. Um, on our way up to the lake, Chloe had scampered over there and was interested in something, um, kind of sticking your head into a hole or underneath a rock, sniffing around. Um, so I wasn't super concerned. I figured it was a squirrel or, is it pika? Pika? What's a pika? These little rodent things that are kind of like smaller versions of marmots. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of figured she was after a pika. Um, so on our way back, uh, Chloe and then this other puppy went right back to that same spot and were sniffing around. Um, so I started to yell for her to come back to the trail. Um, the puppy ran back to its owners ahead of us, um, and Chloe was still doing her little sniffing thing. Um, so I was yelling and yelling for her, uh, and then when I caught a glimpse of her, she had something white in her mouth is what it looked like. So I thought that like, oh shit, she actually caught a squirrel <laughs> and you know, has a mouthful of a rodent right now, um, some white rodent. So I said to you like, oh my gosh, she has something in her mouth, what do I do? And um, you're like, it's fine, she'll drop it, just walk towards her. And um, so I started walking towards her, maybe running, I don't really remember. Um, and the closer I got, I realized that it was not a rodent, but um, a face and mouthful of porcupine quills. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she had found a porcupine in this little hole. This, yeah, she, when, when you first saw that, she, like when we walked over there and she came up over the hill, it looked like she was thra kind of thrashing mm -hmm. an, an, yeah, she was. an animal in her mouth. It looked like anytime you've seen a wolf or a coyote or maybe you've seen a dog, snag something like a like a squirrel or a marmot or something like that and is shaking their head around that's what it looked like it looked like she had an animal in her mouth yeah and when yeah. we got closer and realized it was quills she was thrashing her head but she was doing so because those quills were you know Everywhere. in her mouth in her tongue all over her face and so she was thrashing her head around to try to get them out herself um, and she, I mean, she was going crazy. I, yeah. I've never seen anything like it. It was, I mean, it was terrifying. She was um, pawing at her face. I, I can only imagine how, how much pain she was in. Um, so it was really traumatic. I just, you know, ran over to her and just kind of remember yelling like, it's porcupine quills, like, what do I do? Should I take them out? And you said, yeah, I mean, if you can start taking them out. I think, and so I, you know, I was trying to grab at her face. I think I actually got one right away, just really? plucked one out. Yeah. yeah, but it was scary to be that close to her um, when she was thrashing her head around because those quills are sharp. And I mean, she's a strong dog. She was thrashing her head, you know, as fast and strongly as she could. And so I didn't want to get struck 
buy a face full of quills either. Um, but yeah, it was a, definitely a moment of panic. I had no idea. I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't know anything about, or at the time didn't know anything about porcupine quills. I didn't know if like they emitted some type of like bacteria or, you know, kind of poison. I, I honestly didn't know if she was going to be okay. Like I really thought like, is she going to die from this? Is she going to make it through, you know, what are we going to do? We're four miles from the car. Um, so that was terrifying Yeah. right at the beginning. Yeah. We were four miles still out and it was, yeah, it was, it was a situation where you see an animal like just in pain and, and you want to help it. And so, yeah, we, we took action to do that. And I, I knew that I, my mind went in three different directions. Like right off the bat, I was like, yeah, we need to we need to stop her from pawing. She was like pawing at it with her with her mm-hmm. with her uh, with her paws with her legs, and just probably shoving them further mm-hmm. into her. Um, and this is tough to talk about. Like I'm sure people listening to this are like, oh, um, but to get her under control and like get her feet stopped, that was like a big thing you done, you did. And then the second thing I thought of was I was gonna grab a shirt. And somehow use it to cover her and like pull them out. And then I remembered that I had pliers in a first aid kit. So I usually have a first aid kit with me. Not always, which is terrible. I wish I could say always. But most of the time, I either have my big first aid kit or my little first aid kit. My little first aid kit, I call my oh shit kit. And it's just, it's something with a couple of kind of survival things. And one of the things I have in there is a multi-tool that has pliers. And I would now suggest if you're hiking with a dog in any kind of situation that you have pliers and not tweezers because there's no way that tweezers would have gotten those out. Um, so I have these pliers and so just go over there, kind of container as much as possible and just start trying to get the important ones out. The first ones were the ones near her, I, I thought were the ones near her near her eyes. Mm-hmm. There's a couple that I got out right off the bat near her eyes. There weren't a whole lot. There was just one or two. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's hard to um, create a visual for people listening, and we you know saw in person, but um, I think you described her as looking like a clown, like clowns that have that white yeah. around their mouth. I mean, it was both sides of her face just full. I mean, easily over... Easily over 100, probably over 120, yeah, um, quills that you could see um, on her face. And so when I was restraining her, I mean, this was traumatic for me. This is like my baby. Um, So I was like doing my best to not freak out and break (laughs) down and cry. And we're laughing because Chloe's bringing her little stuff. She walked right over here just now. She knows we're talking about her. Uh, Yeah, so it was, I mean... She's my baby. I worry about her more than is healthy, probably. Um, So I couldn't even really look at her. It was just too upsetting. So when I was restraining her, I had her from behind and was kind of hugging her um, and had my head pressed into her back. So, I mean, in part because I didn't want to look, um, especially when you started pulling the quills out of her face. I I just couldn't look. It was, there was blood. it was obviously painful for her. And then the second reason was that every time you would pull um, a quill out, she would kind of shake her head. And again, like I mentioned before, I didn't want to get 
whacked in the face with a face full of quills. Um, so I didn't, I didn't see a lot of what happened um, for probably the first, gosh, I have a hard time like conceptualizing time, but like 20 to 30 minutes, I think I was just holding her down and really not looking at what you were doing. Yeah, it was a sight too. There was definitely, you know, what you can make all the decisions and there might be someone listening to this thinking that, you know, what I did was wrong in trying to get all these out, but they were inside of her mouth. They were, mm -hmm. they were in the roof of her mouth and in her tongue. And at that point they were still hard and sharp and I didn't want her to, to swallow that. And that was where most of the damage was being done because she was continually trying to get those out of her mouth. Mm -hmm. So doing more and more damage. And I was even able to grab some, so I grabbed, it's funny, she, she allowed me, allowed me in a <laughs> sense, I, I was holding her mouth open with my thumb, but um, she in a sense allowed me to get almost all of those out of her mouth from the mm -hmm. inside, which I think was was huge. And you're saying you didn't see it, but yeah, there was, there was a lot of blood. Yeah, I, I saw was... some of the blood. It was like a horror movie, honestly. Her mouth was just full of blood. And again, like the, my thoughts were, what's going to happen to her? Like, is she going to be okay? And I've n I have never seen her bleed like that. Um, yeah. So I, you know, the whole time was just thinking like, she might not make it through this. I have no idea, um, you know, what the longer term implication of this is going to be. And there, yeah, there's blood all over your hands, on your pants. It was, I mean, I'm not exaggerating, like kind of splattering or flying through yeah, the air at times yeah. yeah when she'd shake um, her head yeah mm -hmm. so yeah it was a bad scene um and got a decent amount of them out spent a lot of time trying to get as many out to make her more comfortable as possible uh there was eventually a time when there was it just really was i couldn't i could just couldn't get any more out she wouldn't let it happen um she is a strong dog and it's it's really kind of hard you can't hold a dog's head still when they have quills in there mm -hmm. without like i mean it's just you can't do it like the quills are gonna they kept hitting me and they kept like you couldn't there's no nowhere on her head to grab yeah, if you're no, if you're yeah. thinking about grabbing a dog's face you normally would go for their snout for the muzzle yeah yeah, snout. yeah to and, keep and them still and you couldn't because it was full of quills yeah. um but you know to kind of go back to what you just said that maybe some people would disagree with what we did or you did pulling them out um that it was just the only option you know the way she was she was like a crazed animal um at the very beginning the way she was pawing at her face and um I think that needed to stop. So, and actually I think that's what made it more difficult at the end was once all those quills were out of her mouth and tongue and she was a little more comfortable, then she um, she started taking control of the situation a little more and then really wasn't letting you get the ones kind of on the exterior. Yeah. Um, Before her brain was so frazzled, mm -hmm. I could get in there. And, yeah, and, and it's in so much pain. The ones on her face, were really not causing her any pain. Yeah, it's the ones in her mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, and since then I've looked up a couple of pictures and like examples of dogs that have gotten into porcupines, and there's all, it's a spectrum of like a little bit on the side mm, interesting. to like all on the chest mostly, but like hers were in her mouth. Yeah. Like she bit, she, she bit went, it. yeah, like she went for it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. So enough of that. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Like. Oh, well. So yeah, gosh. we we probably um, called it quits. 
when there were 30, at least 30 that we could see still in her face. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at that point, too, some people had been hiking by on the trail. Um, we kind of thought that it would be helpful to have a third person, but in that situation with how stressed out she was, we kind of decided against it. Yeah, I think a, a stranger and how in her predicament she would not have been happy. Yeah. At all, and honestly, I don't know what a third person could have done. So no. we got those out. We got mm -hmm. a good amount out. There was still quite a bit, but she was, she was calming down. We got a Benadryl in her. Yeah, <laughs> she still had an appetite. We were able to get her Benadryl. Um, I mean, first just tried shoving it in her mouth, and that didn't work. I had um, no inkling in my brain that she would go for food and swallow it <laughs> at that point. Chloe's a piglet and yep. uh, she loves her food. So I had a peanut butter lar bar and put some Benadryl in that, which, um, yeah, she just <laughs> gobbled down. Yeah. So she was chilling out. Uh, we got her as good as we could. Couldn't do any more. There was a couple times I said, I'm just, I can't do any more and we need to hike her out. So we hiked out the three and a half, four miles. She was, she was happy as a clam. That was yeah. what I, I was it wasn't what a weird funny. Phrase. Um, but yeah, right. Uh, yeah, we obviously, you know, had her on leash hiking out and she was fine. She was, she had a little puppy smile on her face. She In was fact, immediately, yeah. She went goes, right for another little hole in a rock. Yeah. For sniffs. Yeah. So she obviously didn't learn. <laughs> She'll go right back to another porcupine. I have no doubt, uh. unfortunately. Um, we got her down. I've got a couple friends in that live in Durango. Um, I've got three people that basically live in Durango. I hit them up to see about a vet. Um, a couple, of, two of them are dog owners. The other guy was like, "This isn't my wheelhouse. I don't know anything about vets." But <laughs> the other two gave us the same exact recommendation of the vet. That the only one that was it was a Sunday, so mm -hmm. we're like, "Crap." There's not going to be a vet. Well, it was really like, crap, this is going to be an emergency vet and we're going to get charged way more money, <laughs> which is exactly what happened. Yeah. So we went in, um, but went to a vet. Uh, she had to be sedated to get the rest of them out. She actually even had to have slight suture or um, like cut open. Yeah, they had um, a few incisions inside her mouth because there were a few quills that um, were basically lodged like in her cheek or lips that weren't sticking out um, at all were enough on either side for the vets to get them out. So she um, had slash has some stitches in her mouth from those incisions. Yeah, got that taken care of. She was sedated. She was, well, she had anesthesia general and was completely knocked out. It's kind of funny to watch her, uh, not funny. <laughs> I mean, it's funny now, but it was a little worrisome when she they let her go. She was like stumbling around and like her tongue was sticking out. It was usually when you drop a dog off at the vet for this kind of procedure, they keep them for a while until they're like mm -hmm. almost completely better, it seems like. But we got her back so quick because we were heading back to Yeah, and it was the combo of that and I think her pain. She's been sedated one other time when she got a tumor removed. And yeah, I dropped her off at 7 in the morning, picked her up at, you know, 4 p.m. or something. Um, so she had been recovering all day and she was completely back to normal. But um, she also, yeah, no, <laughs> she wasn't back to normal for a full day, yeah. more than a day. Um, and I think it was in large part due to the trauma and pain mm -hmm. she went through. Yeah. So it's crazy. I mean, I don't know if anyone out there listening has had, a, had to deal with dogs and porcupines 
but this was this was pretty extreme. I'm just very happy that she didn't get it closer to the eyes. My first time, I've had dogs my whole life. I've never had a porcupine event. And I mean, I had like cactus and choya events, mm -hmm. but this was, yeah, it was intense. Uh, she was a As trooper. She, she let me do a lot of things that a lot of dogs wouldn't have let someone do, um, which makes me feel very happy uh, to know that trust. I actually think me and her relationship has, has changed a little bit. Since <laughs> yeah, then. and you were worried that um, she was going to be a little mad at you after yeah. afterwards. Yeah. But I think it's the opposite. Yeah. Since then, I feel like, yeah, we're like we're a little bit closer. Aww. Yeah. Aww. She kind of messed my thumb up a little bit, but <laughs> it's all good. Although during it, you were just saying like, yeah, you can gnaw on me, girl. You keep gnawing on my thumb. It's fine. Yeah. You can gnaw on me. Yeah. <laughs> just don't I'll, bite me. I'll sacrifice. Yeah, just don't bite completely yeah. down. She is a dog that could tear a finger off. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was our weekend trip. Started off very beautiful and just a little frolic in the, in the mountains and then ended with craziness. Anything else to add about that? Nada. Nada. No. Oh, I mean, actually, oh. we forgot the hot spring and uh, Joe, but another story for another time. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe one not to share. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine putting it out of my memory. Yeah. There's hot springs out there in the San Juans. We found one. Some people wear clothes, others don't. Hey, Some I'd... people are creepy, others aren't. Yeah. I didn't wear clothes in Columbine Lake, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's two bits of nakedness, but that's what happens when you're on vacation. Nakedness. All right, we'll end it on that. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. I'll probably put in some kind of ending here once we figure out a name for this podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll come up with a tagline. What's our tagline? What's what's your final? What are your final thoughts? Oh no. Here we go. Go. I'm not good at this. Okay, I'm not good at this. <laughs> is how we're gonna end every podcast. I'm not good at this. That's from that's Kevin Henderson. <laughs> oh, and this is Nick Urban. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> and we're the blah, blah, blah <laughs> podcast. Cool. Well, good night, everybody. Yeah, good night. Woo. <laughs>